Welcome to Vegas Circle with Pac and Chris. And today, joining the circle, we're excited to sit down with medical doctor and CEO of Sunny Health DPC, uh, which she has a medical care that's gaining a lot of momentum across the country, which um, is a flat rate monthly fee that we're going to get into today. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've got Dr. Lee. So thanks for joining the circle. Welcome, welcome. Oh, thank you. Happy yes. to be here. Yeah, so we, we want to kind of just jump right in. Were you originally in like a traditional medical practice? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of got into direct primary care or how, how did this all come about? Cause it's very interesting for us. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, I graduated from family medicine residency okay. and I did a year of fellowship in women's health. And right after that, I got my first job in Las Vegas as a primary care doctor in a large medical company. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working fine employed practice for about three years. And uh, it came to a point where my schedule was getting very difficult for myself to take mm -hmm. care of two children. And really, I didn't really understand the model where I had to see so many patients. And Got I it. didn't feel like I was doing a great job. And at the same time, I happened to have gone to a conference, which was a direct primary care conference uh, in another state. And I was just shocked that this model could exist. Yeah. So when I came back to my job and I found myself somewhat unhappy, <laughs> I it. thought that I could maybe try this and give it a shot. Yeah, that's very interesting to be able to do. And we'll kind of get a little bit sidetracked. But basically, you started your practice about three years ago, right? Yeah, Which is study help. Okay. What, what was the original goal of when you opened that practice? I think my original goal, and it still is, is that I want to make healthcare affordable and accessible. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's short and sweet. I mean, that's mm -hmm. straight to the point. And that's the biggest issue that, that we're seeing right now. And yes. I, there's so many practices taking advantage of a lot mm -hmm. of their patients and co-pays and all these different things that you have to do. Right. Um, yeah, and I think it's one yeah. of those things like, this is a big problem. Everybody talks about it. You know, insurance causes prices to increase and then it gets kicked back to us and then but when the insurance is getting those income, is this business model like as profitable as a kind of a standard primary care facility or is it a little bit different where you have to, to kind of, you know, make a little bit less for lack of a better term? You know, um, actually, during the pandemic, I worry too because I had my practice open and mm -hmm. I went through the pandemic and we are still in pandemic, right? Yeah. Um, but um, this model really did well. I doubled my patient panel oh, wow. every single year. That's and, awesome. Um, and I think what happens is that patients get very personal with the physician and they know them. And the fact that patient um, could access me by text message, even uh, phone, email directly to me, they feel at ease because they can contact me when they're not feeling well. For myself as a practice owner, I'm not having to do like typical fee for service where I'm only making the income based on how many patients walked into my clinic. Yeah. It's a membership. So every month I have a flat, somewhat of a stable income, mm. whether I saw one person <clears throat> or not. I could have seen hundreds of patients, but it doesn't make a difference to me in terms of my income. Mm. You know, that makes a lot of sense because <clears throat> like, you know, I recently went to the doctor mm -hmm. and it seems like that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to bill as many people as they can. Mm -hmm. And you can see they have no time. They're probably, you know, probably three or four patients in one different room to try to like hit everything while the nurses are talking. So it's, right. it's, it's very hard to be able to make it work for your stress level too. Right. Yeah. You know, and typically, you know, we were seeing patients scheduled about 
um, every 15 to 20 minute a patient, right? Okay. You know, in an insurance model, right? And um, that just gives a physician about eight minutes to see the patient yeah. if everything went smooth. Wow. But usually patients are in the room already late. I'm behind already. <laughs> so 100 percent Yeah. Right. So you go to the doctor, you wait for 45 minutes yeah. or an hour or whatever for a minute or two and then that's it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't really feel that was the model that I wanted to be in because really it does take some time for a patient to ease up to me. Like ease up in any situation. Sure. Uh, you know, they're talking about very, some things very personal. It's yeah. not, it's hard to just sit down and start talking about depression. Mm -hmm. Very good point. <laughs> No, a very good point, and you want to get comfortable with the person, right? When you so your goal when you're when you're meeting with your patients, do you have a set time, or that's not you're there to fix the issue or, or help them with whatever problem that they've got? Right. So when I first establish patient, mm -hmm. uh, new patient, I usually take out about an hour per visit. My okay. schedule is hourly, uh, but you know if I know the patient really well, you mm -hmm. know if it's a follow up, I could fit someone else in in the middle. Again, okay. I don't get paid per how many patients I see, but I'm very hands-on kind of person. So I end yeah. up seeing a lot of patients where I could have just done a telemedicine. So my schedule yeah. is full, yeah. but um, my schedule is maximum, uh, maybe about 15 a day. That's okay, awesome. versus I had been scheduled about 37 in my previous practice. Oh, yeah. um, usually I take about an hour for new patients, but really, if I had the time and somebody needed my care, I mm -hmm. could spend more than that. Yeah. Interesting. So is this different model than telemedicine? Am I understanding so, correctly? So this model, I really do everything. I have mm -hmm. a platform for video conference where I could do sort of like a video meeting with a patient if they want to show me a rash. Mm -hmm. um, I also have, um, they could contact me by phone. So I do telemedicine in that sense with my patients. Mm -hmm. I don't just have uh, unknown patient contact me. Okay. Um, my patients could text me directly. There is no filter. So That's there's awesome. many ways. I see them in person as well. So cool. I really sure. have uh, many access. So it's like a hybrid model. And it actually seems to me from a, you know, a customer standpoint, yes. it actually be a much better experience. I think that mm. word you said is very, very interesting and very good. Because in medicine, when I was in uh, employee practice, um, I never felt like my patients were customers. Mm. And in true sense, they are my patients. Mm. My patients are the paying customers. Yeah. And mm. uh, in this model, I really was able to direct that the focus is on the patient. Um, the insurance is not the one that's paying me. So I really that's do awesome. try to pay attention to whoever that's ma paying me for the service because that's why I'm there. And that is, it's kind of almost I feel like you're going to be able that. to give a better, like you said, experience because you're not necessarily trying to identify something to pitch a specific um prescription or something like that it's really right. developing what the needs of the person is and right. kind of facilitated that way yeah i'm on i'm on your side i yeah. mean i'm i really see my patients for the first time and i really do tell them i'm on your side i'm not here to go against what you say or prove you wrong mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know i i like to hear what you have to say yeah how does that work so, like say for example i recently had to go to the doctor so it's like you pay a membership, mm -hmm. but do you have to, like, let's say I just want to go for a specialty service, yeah. whatever that is, like you said, a rash or a mole right. or whatever it is that I'm looking for or to get taken off or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Can I just go for that service to and pay for out of pocket or would I have to be part of like the membership um, 
payment, you know, per month, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, like maybe a um, like a fitness, like mm-hmm. a fitness club. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the way it works is, you uh, my practice is run non like I don't take insurance for my practice. Okay. But I have many patients in my practice who have insurance. So if they have insurance, I can refer them to specialists they like to see in their network. Got it. Um, okay. If their person is not insured and they want to see a specialist, I actually have developed over past three and a half years. Um, many specialists, almost all specialists who take cash for the services. And we had to negotiate some of them, but we do have that offer to people who have no insurance. And uh, because That's of great. my practice where I have the time and you know I have the interest, I do a lot of procedures like the dermatology procedures that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. We do usually in-house. Like I charge for the biopsy usually about you know $45 to $75. That's very reasonable. And we yeah. take it off, we... We suture it, we send it off, patient find out what's going on. Excellent. So yeah. we do a lot of procedures in the in the office at cost as well. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel like when you kind of got your your business out there that you start getting this buzz where people don't want, it's almost like they want to put the marketing for you not to succeed because that takes away the whole business plan of what yeah, the traditional. Yeah, I was going to ask too. Yeah. Right? Was, yeah I see a lot of pressure from like insurance companies. Yeah, to kind of like yeah. Push. The business model away. Uh, you know, I, we, we're so small, and you know, so I don't think they even know we're here. <laughs> oh, I, I think you're gonna blow up, though. I, I really think yeah. you're gonna blow up you because that model. Yeah, but I, I have seen uh, something like a hybrid, some some of this membership model, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. popping out at some university programs mm-hmm, where they're kind of mm-hmm. testing it out. Okay. Um, but no, nobody has bothered us or had any concern. I mean, really, we're talking because. The quality of care that we're providing, um, I'm not going to be taking on alone as one practitioner, okay. uh, like a thousand patients. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Yeah. Um, you don't so, have the bandwidth to kind of Exactly. Do that. Okay. Whereas mm-hmm. when I took insurance, I had about 3,000 patients, Jeez. roughly. Right. That's so, crazy. um, yeah, so, you know, it's a little different. Like I wish more doctors did what I do. And I, I, that's one of the reasons why I'm on this podcast because I like to have other doctors to have the courage to jump out and, maybe consider opening an office on their own. Yeah. Because more doctors could do this. It would be much better for more people. Mm -hmm. Is your goal to kind of have like a franchise model too, where you've kind of got your business model and then you have little subsidiaries that kind of would build this type of brand or or type of business? So um, I think direct primary care doctors are like very hands-on, right? Mm -hmm. So um, if I found – it had to be that I found the perfect doctor – who would practice exactly the way I would do it, then I have interest to have somebody working with me. Mm-hmm. But I probably couldn't just hire someone just because they wanted the, they like the hours and lifestyle. So mm-hmm. in, right now I don't have any plan to branch out, but you know, you never say never, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know because something might come your way and you never know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So as far as kind of how like the discounted rates work, how do you work out like labs and like, you know, radiology and things like that? Do you kind of send that out to other partnerships and medical, you know, people that are in the community? Or how does that how does that work? In your so plan? let's say like somebody had insurance, because okay. I do have patients with insurance, mm-hmm. you know, if it's easier for them to use the insurance and have a reasonable copay, I could order through insurance. But okay. let's say that somebody had very high deductible insurance, so it's not really that useful, or someone who had no insurance, mm-hmm. then I actually have network in town where I could do at cost for labs and imaging. So for example, like x-rays that I order 
uh, that patients pay directly to them. It has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. It's about twenty, thirty, forty dollars, depending on sites. Okay. Um, uh, MRI three hundred, CT scan one hundred fifty. That's sort of an average. So often it's cheaper than copay. So people with insurance actually prefer to do this. Mm-hmm. Labs they come through me, so I have a you know I have my account through local labs, and there's a discounted price. So annual blood tests where I check. Hemo-A1C, like diabetes, cholesterol, kidney, liver function, mm-hmm. uh, screening for thyroid, uh, check for anemia, it'll be $30. That's the patients pay, yeah. right? It's itemized. So if I ever have to repeat just cholesterol three months later, it'll be $5. Oh, wow. This is, yeah, how is absolutely that, awesome. Yeah. yeah, how is that different from like, say I, I don't have insurance and I mm-hmm. go to a different doctor's office? Like how much would I pay in that circumstance where maybe they don't have these uh, at-cost procedures? Well, you know, I, I mean, it's very interesting, but one of my patients, a uh, young patient, I guess he had a little extra alcohol, fell and cut his forehead and he didn't contact me. He went, his friend was so worried, took him to the emergency room oh, wow. and yep. uh, he got a very big bill mm-hmm. and he showed it to me and I'm like, hey, like, I wish you just contact me. Yeah, I yep. probably would have told you go to urgent care if I wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And that may have been a better option, but he got a bill about $6,000. Oh, wow. And when I looked Jeez. at the itemized cost of that bill, what you're saying about, let's say, uh, like the cholesterol, like, you know, let's say a CBC or a lipid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they were charging about $500. And I didn't oh, know wow. exactly where it was coming from. But, you know, let's say as an individual patient going into an outpatient um, lab place and you want to just pay for that, probably it could be about 50 to $70, maybe. Mm-hmm. So through um, my account or, I mean, a doctor's account where it's discounted, it will be much more uh, inexpensive. Mm, interesting. I love right. the transparency. There's no <clears throat> yeah. – most medical practices, they don't – give you that transparency you know it's like stuff is written in your charge you know after all the these ex- yeah <laughs> after the facts and all these extra things where you're giving it to them straight which is awesome and they're working it, directly with you right yeah. but isn't it interesting that that they don't offer this like transparency in medicine don't you think super wild. it is a place where we need to know i 100 percent agree right. yeah because you want to know what you're paying it's like exactly when you pay a bill you want to know like okay what is this yeah. Yeah. every other situation you get that transparency with the exception sure. of the medical field which is very odd yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. have i not encountered in my medical practice um where like insurance model right and um patients i suggest them things like hey i think you need an mri where they would just give me this look and i know it's not because um they don't like to get an mri it's more like from cost standpoint they just don't know. I have encountered this in other times. Like, sure. they're worried about costs, mm. but they won't I think tell we all are. Yeah. That's the first thing you're thinking. Right. Like, $6,000 bill with an emergency room, people right. will, will not want to go because they're worried about the bill. It was discounted. Yeah. At, it okay. was discounted, wow. and it was still $6,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Because that tells you a lot. Because, I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Like, I've seen it multiple times where folks, they do not want to go to the doctor. Because they worried about whatever situation, but right. they're really worried about what the cost is going to be. Especially know? if they don't have insurance. Then Especially it's almost like you're insurance. never going to go to the doctor. Yeah. Right, right. That's right. amazing. They yeah. don't, I think they lack the trust. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. And they don't know because I feel like even if I just go to the doctor and I don't necessarily know what's wrong with me, I'm going to get evaluated. If I don't have insurance, I don't know before I do the evaluation what my cost is going to be. So yeah. It's almost like a gamble yeah. every time. Is it going to be a $50 deal or am I going to be out yeah. for $5,000? Yeah. I have no right. idea. Right. That's scary. It's a scary. It this adds more anxiety yeah. to what you're dealing with. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad that you're, you're doing this with Sunny Health. Just backing up a little bit, um, just with us being a business business podcast, 
Did you have to take any like general business classes that kind of prepared you to build your current business now or? No, I didn't because I went to the conference and mm -hmm. it taught me a lot of stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you, you literally threw yourself, it, it, threw yourself it, in the fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gave me confidence because I saw other doctors just like me open practice and they're doing fine. And I think the confidence is what kind of helped me. And I started reading some books, yeah. but I'm not very smart, like business sense. Okay. But this model is simple. And I think that's why most doctors will succeed. Yeah. Business has to be simple for mm -hmm. it to succeed, right? And this sim this model is simple. I did easy. not have to take a loan to start the business. I borrowed $10,000 from my husband, my family account, yeah. and go. I paid it off in, within six months. And I have no loan for my business. That's I have zero awesome. loan. Yeah, that's and, absolutely awesome. Right. And you asked yeah. me about my income and really... Year two, I made more than what I made in an income uh, practice. Oh, wow. So right now, I definitely make more than what I made in my previous practice. So from that standpoint, it seems like a you know, successful business model, like even yeah. just from being a standard, you know, uh, practitioner. Yeah, I mean, everybody could do the math. And really, if I say 500 and, you know, average, we charge $75 to $85 per month, you know, we make we make pretty decent money. and But we provide a good service. And that's why a lot of service that we do in the office, we do not charge. Mm -hmm. Like EKG, if I needed to do a breathing treatment, if I had to suture emergently, somebody got a cut, um, I don't, we don't charge for those. Is it like unlimited? Like if I just want to every Elf every day you go yeah, and do yeah. a checkup? Is it yeah? How does that work? Like you have a <laughs> limited time that you could that's in that membership or? Well, you know, it is unlimited in a sense. You could see me if something was going on, but mm -hmm. that's where the trust comes in, right? I know there's nothing wrong with you. I will not see you again yeah. for a while. <laughs> okay. I have patients. So you're bold I, with them, right. like, look, call right. me next month. Yeah. Right. I have patients yeah. who haven't seen me for six months, but they're paying the membership because they yeah. know that if something happened, they could contact me. That's and I have awesome. patients, I see them yeah. three times a week. I mean, you know, it depends. Okay. And what do you That's recommend? Good. Do you recommend this as like a supplemental plan with insurance or do you recommend it as a um, instead of insurance? Is it Because it seems like there's benefits to kind of the hybrid situation, right. even from a customer standpoint, where I have my insurance for larger expenses, but this for more of my kind of daily care needs. Right. So, you know, um, I have patients who have no insurance. So this, this could be the plan, the health care that they have, mm -hmm. right? Um, but I also have patients with high deductible insurance plan where they have insurance, but it doesn't really um, help them too much. Mm -hmm. And I have patients who are well covered, but they don't really have the access, right? So they okay. still join our practice. Um, but I want to say um, I encourage patients to have mostly at least some coverage for catastrophe mm -hmm. things, right? Right. Okay. That's but what this yeah. is really having a doctor and getting a primary care doctor. So even if you had insurance, I become your primary care doctor. So if this is a program finding a primary care doctor that offers this access. And Got that's it. what it is. Got so it. really, it could fit into whatever you all the things that you mentioned with in the scenario where someone may have a high deductible plan or someone may have very good insurance. But it really does kind of fit into all. Always. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Right. No, it's, it's great. I, I really enjoy, you know, what you're saying. It, it makes a lot of sense. What do you enjoy about building like a small business in a metropolitan city like Las Vegas? At least for healthcare, right? Mm -hmm. You know, patients have very little expectation. <laughs> you say they have little expectation, yeah, yeah right, in Las yeah, Vegas because yeah. they got burned a lot mm -hmm. in the healthcare, right? That's funny. so. Um, it's fun when I see that they're excited. 
about their own health care. They feel like they get some control. Yeah. And I like that. I like that they feel like they got it and they're going to live a healthy life. I, I think that's good. There's a lot of optimism in the city. People are very receptive to new ideas mm-hmm. and they're open. And, um, you know, fortunately and unfortunately in healthcare, like there's not many options. So when they see this kind of model, um, mm-hmm. they get very excited. That's cool. Yeah, Vegas is so such a cool, yeah. you know. It's transient. And if you yeah. don't like how it's set up right now, I'll give it five years, everybody will be new. Change, yeah. <laughs> Something new. Um, what's some business advice or, or a nugget that you could provide somebody that wants to start their own business um, or they're just dealing with a lot of adversity? We've been dealing with a lot of challenges with, with everything that we've been dealing with with the pandemic and the whole nine. But what would right. you share with them as far as a business tip? Well, you know um, – I'm just very flattered you asked me that question because yeah. I never thought anyone asked me that kind of question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would say, um, especially if you're not experienced like I was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad thing to start small. I mean, like I said, take out a smaller loan, maybe a smaller space, maybe share a space, mm-hmm. but really a smaller scale, but make your business simple. Mm-hmm. And I think that is very important because people get simplicity. And if you, as a consumer, get it, then you know that that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that's. What I remember I was reading. You know, John Maxwell, John C. Maxwell. Yes. I remember reading his book, multiple books, and I love the simplicity. Always like everybody else tries to make it so hard yeah. for mm-hmm. you, but the simplicity just works. And right, it makes a lot of sense in what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's great. Just kind of transitioning a little bit. Um, favorite restaurants. We always ask everybody in Vegas, "What's your favorite restaurant here?" You know, I know this is a very difficult question, right? Yes, too, too many choices. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like island style. It's a Korean okay. hole-in-the-wall kind of place. Oh, okay. where is that located? Yeah, where is that? Um, yeah. What street? Is that in is that in Chinatown? Like okay. somewhere around Chinatown? Okay. Island style. They have two locations. There's one in Green Market. There's a Korean market. Okay. Oh, That's okay. a franchise. Fantastic. Okay. They have the original one on, okay. like, I think Spring Mountain or somewhere like to there. To check it out. I don't think anybody said anything about island. You said it's called <laughs> island style? Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Two it's locations. It's kind of like a very, like... Like homey Korean food. Mm, okay, that's fantastic. Yes. I'll try that out. <laughs> I definitely would that's check more that out. Long. You know, usually pockets like STK. And I, was, <laughs> I like the the the, the, the smaller ho- spots, the home style <laughs> food. Yeah. That, that's my. Yeah. We just yeah. went to. I do have to say that again, which was very good. I can't think. Of, pep, what was it called? Pepper. Say it. Just say it. Pepper steak. Pepper steak. Have you been there before? No, it sounds very good. Yeah. Capo brought it up. Excellent. Really? I just went there. Yeah. Just really. really, Yeah. It was excellent. Hockey is very good. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. It was was very good. Um, What else did you, would you want to share? Anything that we um, forgot to ask you? Anything that you want to share for us that um, that could be a benefit or or what you want to bring up? Um, I want to just really one of the reason why I did, you know, I, I was very excited about to be on this podcast was because I like patients to feel like they have some control. They have options. It, and I told you there's people in my practice who are very uh, doing well, you know, have mm-hmm. great insurance, mm-hmm. but also the, I have patients who, who have nothing. And I just want them to know that there is health care and they don't have to join particularly my practice, but there is direct primary care mm-hmm. and there's many offices like mine that poss- possibly is opening and there's what already opened mm-hmm. that they could seek as um, option for receiving the necessary health care. Mm-hmm. And because sometimes you can't wait. Some things had to be dealt with in healthcare care right away. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here. 
We appreciate uh, it. Isn't it? No, yeah. honestly, it's absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm glad you know you reached out. and We were able to make this happen. Um, where can people reach you guys at for like your social handles and things along those lines? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my website. Yeah, uh, website and social handles. Yeah. So www.sunnyhealthypc.com. Okay. Awesome. Um, I think that would be the best place, and I do have a phone number on there. Awesome. They'll be able to reach out. Well. Honestly, Dr. Leo, it was great yeah, to have fantastic. you on and Thank be able you. to share so the simplicity. Fun. Yeah, it make, you make it so simple and it makes a lot of sense uh, for people. And hopefully people reach out to you and be able to use your services. Thank so, you. Appreciate you. You can reach out to us at TheVegasCircle.com. So thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. You.